0: Who is Jazzy Jerome Jackalope? Well, maybe you might want to ask, what's a jackalope? But you know, if you're looking for a definition, I'd advise visiting a dictionary. But if you want to know about this particular jackalope, you need to listen to his stories and believe. Jerome always says his stories are true. Almost every word. There may be a little decoration, but that's what makes it interesting. I believe all of his stories. Are you willing to believe? Let's see. The story of Jazzy Jerome Jackalope and the Stylish Top Hat.
1: train travel. The greatest invention in my lifetime. The sounds, the smells. Well, there is that. Still a great way to travel.
2: In you go, Margaret. Take the basket with you, darling. Yes, Grandma. Where shall I put it? On the seat across from this gentleman. We aren't disturbing you, are we, sir?
1: Not at all. I love a bit of company on the long ride. Keeps my brain awake. Let me introduce myself, ma'am. My name is Jerome Jackalope. I'm very glad to meet you.
2: I'm glad to meet you too, Mr. Jackalope. My name is Clara Hottentot, and this is my granddaughter, Margaret. Margaret, say, how do you do to the gentleman? How do you do, sir?
1: Very well, very well. I hope you and your grandma are doing well.
3: Yes, sir, we are.
1: Have you traveled before by train, Margaret?
3: No, this is my first trip. I'm so excited. Grandma and I are going to her house.
1: Like Little Red Riding Hood, but no wolves, I hope.
3: (laughs) Grandma doesn't allow animals in the house.
2: Absolutely not.
3: I love that story, although I don't think Red Riding Hood was very smart.
1: No, I don't think she was either. You like stories then, Margaret?
3: Yes, I do.
1: Imagine that, and I like telling them. Maybe your grandmother would give her permission for me to tell you a story To pass the time.
2: That would be so lovely. Grandma, could Mr. Jackalope tell me a story? That's very nice of you, sir, but it isn't necessary.
1: Oh, but it is. I was wondering how to pass the trip without being bored to tears. If Margaret would be so kind enough to listen, it would be a very pleasant journey indeed.
2: Yes, please. All right, all right. Calm down, child. Thank you, Mr. Jackalope.
1: Please call me Jerome, ma'am. So much friendlier. I hate to stand on ceremony in such a small space.
2: Thank you, Jerome. Please call me Claire. This is very kind of you to amuse my granddaughter.
1: It's very mutual, I assure you. She will brighten what looked to be a very dull trip.
2: Very well. Margaret, be a good listener. Since Mr. Jackalope is trying to amuse you, I believe I'll take a nap. And if you get hungry, don't forget the food basket. Remember to share with Mr. Jackalope, please. Yes, Grandma, I will. All right, then.
1: Does your grandmother always fall asleep that best? Always. That's quite a talent.
3: I guess so.
1: Believe me, it is. Now a story. Let me think.
3: Hmm. <laughs> Mr. Jackalope, are you a magician?
1: What? A magician? Not lately. Why do you ask?
3: You have a hat like the magician that my daddy took me to see last year. He was incredible. He really and truly pulled a rabbit out of his hat. I wish I had a bunny. Maybe a kitten.
0: Well,
1: I don't know about rabbits, but the man who gave me this hat was a very great magician. He actually didn't wear a hat on stage. But his magic was astounding. Shall I tell you about him and how I got this hat?
3: Oh, yes.
1: Settle back, then. First, have you heard of a man called Houdini?
3: Maybe. I think Grandpa was talking to Daddy about him one time, but I was playing with my dolls, so I didn't pay very much attention.
1: It's amazing to me how much people don't teach their children. Ah, well, Let me tell you a bit about him to begin with.
3: All right.
1: Don't worry. (laughs) Just enough so you understand how exciting it was for me to meet him. Fair enough? Yes, sir. To start, and to be perfectly honest, he really wasn't a very good magician. At least, not like the kind of magician you saw. His magic was quite different. His magic was being able to escape from places no one else had been able to escape from.
3: I don't think I understand. There are different kinds of magic?
1: Most definitely. You still look a little confused.
3: Yes. Escaping is magic?
1: Without a doubt. Let me tell you about the first time I saw Harry Houdini.
3: Was it exciting?
1: Definitely. I was in London on a business trip when a friend suggested I take a rest and go with him to see a crazy American magician who said he was going to escape from special handcuffs.
3: Special handcuffs? Like the policemen have?
1: Yes, but these handcuffs were made by a locksmith named Hart. It took him five years to make them, because they were so complex. Mr. Houdini had to get them off without the key.
3: That sounds hard.
1: Very hard, and probably impossible for the rest of us. But Mr. Houdini was a very talented escape artist although it took him nearly an hour before he was able to free himself.
3: An hour? That's a long time.
1: Yes, it was. But not one of the 4,000 people in the theater even moved. We had to see if he could do it.
3: No one moved?
1: Well, except maybe their mouth. After a while, people started talking, and it was getting pretty loud and hot. It was March, but with all those people in the theater for an hour or more, Let's just say it was heating up, but not in a good way.
3: Oh. Stinky?
1: Exactly. I wish my fellow occupants had worked a bit harder on their hygiene.
3: (laughs) Grandma would have laughed.
1: Ah, but I had to stay to see if he escaped. The suspense was amazing. He was behind a screen, and then he would come out and everyone would be quiet, but then they saw he still wore the handcuffs, and they would talk even louder. He disappeared behind the screen again, and we'd wait some more. He kept popping out like a rabbit in a hat until finally he came out holding the handcuffs. The crowd went crazy, screaming and yelling so loud that I thought my very fine ears would burst. Did they? No, they worked perfectly well.
3: It sounds very exciting, but I don't think my grandmother would approve.
1: Probably not. So it's a good thing I was there instead of her. And if I hadn't been there, I wouldn't be able to tell you about it, would I?
3: No, you wouldn't, so I'm glad you were there. I'm also glad your ears didn't
1: burst. Me too, and I saw him so many times after that in a lot of different places. If I'd heard he was going to be in a certain place, I would go there and see his act. The Netherlands, France, Germany, even Russia. I traveled all over Europe following a show, but I got to say I was very glad when he came back. To the United States for some of his shows. And it was even our very own New York that I saw the elephant disappear.
3: What? You saw an elephant disappear?
1: Yes, just like the magician you saw, although in reverse. Houdini finally did the disappearing act and it was a corker. The stage was empty except for a very large cabinet. Very, very large. Suddenly out walked an eight foot tall elephant. It stopped and gave a very loud trumpet while the crowd cheered. Houdini opened the back of the cabinet and with some sugar for encouragement, Jenny walked up to the ramp and through the open doors and into the cabinet. They shut the doors and turned the cabinet around so the front was facing the audience, but when they opened the front doors of the cabinet, she was gone.
3: Who's Jenny?
1: Pardon? Oh, Jenny was the elephant.
3: Oh! That must have been amazing.
1: It was. The crowd went wild. I was lucky enough to have a good seat so I could see that the cabinet was actually empty. It was very exciting. Everyone is asking how he did it.
3: How did he do it?
1: Well, even if I did know, and I'm not saying I did, just for the record, I couldn't tell you or anyone it's a secret.
3: I can keep a secret. I never told anybody about the time- No, my dear,
1: I can't tell you. It's not my secret.
3: All right. Sorry, Mr.
1: Jackalope. Quite all right. Shall we continue?
3: Yes, please.
1: Now, where was I? Ah, yes, the end of the show. It was the talk of the town for weeks. Houdini made it that the elephant disappeared like that every week for 19 weeks. Thousands of people saw it, but no one could figure out how he did it. Not even other magicians, and those that were in the know kept their mouths shut.
3: So, it was almost like real magic?
1: I guess in a way, almost everything is magic until you know how it works. If you didn't know about trains, they would have seemed very magical, wouldn't they? Aren't they? Are you teasing an old man, Margaret? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe we should stop for a bit of refreshment before we continue. Are you hungry?
3: Yes, I am. Grandma packed some tomato sandwiches and some sugar cookies and even some lemonade. Would you like some, Mr. Jackalope?
1: I am partial to tomato sandwiches. Is there lettuce?
3: Of course. And the cookies and lemonade are very tasty, too.
1: Very well, then. Tomato sandwiches followed by cookies and washed down with lemonade. Mm. Mm, Very delicious. Oh, oh my. Yes. Grandma was an excellent cook. Oh, tell something. Very delicious. Thank you for sharing, Margaret.
3: You're welcome, Mr. Jackalope. It was good. Will you finish the story now?
1: Yes, although I am tempted to take a nap like your grandmother is enjoying.
3: But you won't do that, will you?
1: (laughs) No, I won't do that. There is another kind of magic that Harry Houdini decided to try.
3: Another magic? How many magics are there?
1: An infinite amount of magic, but this magic is one you know movies
3: movies
1: yes movies when movies were first invented a lot of people thought it was very magical now it's an everyday thing although it's still fun right
3: yes i love going to the movies mommy and daddy take me almost every week grandma doesn't
1: like it everyone likes different things now mr houdini was very intrigued with the motion picture business and decided to make his own films They were extremely exciting and full of action. I remember one scene where Houdini was up on a rope hanging from a very high plane in the air, trying to rescue his love, who had been taken by the villain in another plane. Everyone was on the edge of their seats, or at least I was.
3: I would have been too, Mr. Jackalope. Did he rescue
1: her? Do you really want me to tell you, or do you want to wait and watch it yourself?
3: Well, I would like to know... But maybe I can wait.
1: Good girl. That movie was called The Grim Game when you get a chance to see it.
3: I'll remember. I really would like to see it. It sounds thrilling.
1: It was, and I'm sure you will. Mr. Houdini was a very interesting character, wasn't he?
3: Yes, he was. But...
1: Do you have a question, Margaret?
3: But what about your hat?
1: My hat?
3: Yes, you never said
1: how you got your top hat. What? Oh, you're right. I got so involved in Harry Houdini's many accomplishments, I forgot the reason I was telling you the story. Forgive me, my dear. You remember that I was following Mr. Houdini all over the world? Yes. Well, when he was in Germany a few years after I saw him in London, he bought an aeroplane and learned to pilot it. You've heard of Germany, right?
3: Oh, yes. Last year in school.
1: Now, Mr. Houdini liked to do things others may have not done before, and perhaps show off a bit. He wanted to learn to fly, and so he could do some more flying records.
3: Grandma says you shouldn't show off.
1: That is usually a good idea, but sometimes you need to show off a bit to get people to look at things differently.
3: I don't understand.
1: At that time, a lot of people didn't think that planes were a very good idea. So when Mr. Houdini and a lot of other forward-thinking pilots started flying airplanes all over the world, they showed just how useful planes could be. Sometimes it takes years for people to get used to new ideas.
3: Like cars and trains and movies.
1: Yes, and like so many other things.
3: I see. But what does that have to do with your hat?
1: Ah, I was there when Mr. Houdini was starting to learn to fly. Not an easy thing, but he learned fairly quickly after a rough start.
3: A rough start?
1: His first flight was not a good flight. In fact, it was a terrible flight. He crashed his aeroplane.
3: Oh no, that's awful. Was he hurt?
1: No, just his pride. I think this plane got a little damaged.
3: Grandma always says that pride goes before a fall.
1: <laughs> She's probably right, but maybe not in this particular instance.
3: So what happened? Why did Mr. Houdini
1: crash? Funnily enough, it was this very hat sitting beside me that made him cause this crash. That and the fact that he was new to flying.
3: The hat? How can a hat cause a crash?
1: So, I told you that Mr. Houdini didn't wear a hat when he was on stage. Do you remember? Yes. But he did wear his hat when he was out about. Yes. And very stylish he was, I must say.
3: If you say so.
1: I take it you really aren't interested in his fashion set.
3: Well...
1: On this occasion, he was wearing his top hat instead of his regular aviator hat.
3: Because it was more handsome?
1: Perhaps. Or maybe because he didn't have one? Hard to say. Anyway, the plane started along the ground. A small crowd was cheering. There was always a crowd around Harry. And the plane began to ascend. It was a wonderful moment until a fierce wind grabbed his hat right off his head. Whoosh! He made a grab for it, and that's when it happened. The plane veered to the side, and down it came. (gasps) Oh no! Yes, and it was a good thing the plane hadn't gotten very high, or it might have been a very different story.
3: But the hat?
1: To make the story a little bit shorter... I caught it. The hat? Yes, caught it and took it back to him. And you know what? What? He took one look at it and said, keep it. I never want to see that hat again. So I did. And here it sits, reminding me of how I met the great Harry Houdini.
3: That's amazing. Did you never see him again?
1: Yes and no. I saw him again, but I never spoke to him. Those films I told you about? Well, I was in one of them as an extra. I saw him up close, but he didn't remember me, so I never said anything to him.
3: Hmm, were you wearing the hat?
1: Actually, I was, but he didn't remember it.
3: <laughs> That's so funny.
1: Indeed.
3: Mr. Jackalope, you said you were in one of his movies. Which one was it?
1: Now that I can't tell you. I guess you'll just have to watch them some day and see if you can find me.
3: Ah. Oh, alright.
1: That's a girl. Now I have an important question for you. What is it? Is there any more of that delicious lemonade left? Telling stories makes an old man like me thirsty.
3: Let me check. There's plenty left. Let me pour some out. I think listening makes me thirsty, too.
1: Definitely. Ah, most refreshing.
3: Would you like a cookie, too, Mr. Jackalope?
1: I can't say no to that.
3: (laughs) Here you are. Thank you for telling me the story of your hat. I wish I could have seen Mr. Houdini in person. It would have been so exciting.
1: I've got to say, it really was. I'll bet some day you see someone just as exciting. You never know. And I want to thank you for being one of my best listeners. It's not often I get to tell my stories to such an appreciative audience. We talked a bit more while we ate and drank, but it wasn't long before we arrived at our destination and made our goodbyes. What a sweet child. And her grandmother, well, typical for her generation, but I sure wish I knew her secret for instant sleep. I meant it when I said it It was an amazing talent. One I wish I had. After they left the train, I heard the two of them talking.
2: I hope you didn't bother the old gentleman too much, darling. Oh no, Grandma. He said he loves
3: to tell stories to a a, appreciative audience. He said I was the best one ever. That was nice of him. He seemed very kind. Yes, he was. But the thing I thought was the most interesting were his antlers. They were very handsome. Antlers?
2: Honey, he didn't have any antlers. What a thing to say about such a kind old gentleman. But he did, Grandma. Very lovely. He said he'd had them all his life. Child, child, what an imagination you have, and very indulgent of him to let you talk so. But, Grandma. Hush now. Antlers, really, the things you say. What would you say to an ice cream, Miss Imagination?
3: I would say, yes, please, Grandma.
2: Well, come along, then, and no more talk of antlers, all right? Yes, Grandma. May I have a
1: strawberry, please? I knew grandma hadn't seen the antlers. Adults never do. In a few years, neither will that sweet child. She won't remember me. Maybe the story. It's hard to say. She believed it, and that's more than most listeners ever do. But of course, you believe, don't you? Because, as I've said before, every word is true.
0: This story is dearest to Jerome's heart because of Margaret, the little girl who believed. While there was some embellishment, most of the story was true. As long as we all believe, the magic of Jerome's stories is real. And I, for one, believe.
2: Jazzy Jerome and the Top Hat was a Sweet Sprouts production. Story written by Nina Burbank. Voices provided by Brian Cody, Clotilde Arond, Nina Burbank, and Amanda Doyle. Sound editor, Amanda Doyle. Produced by Nina Burbank and Amanda Doyle.